Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Arlamo. This is program number 674. If you'd like to have a copy of it, um, Sharon will tell you how you can receive one. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. And the reason we give them free is not because they're cheap. It's just that because the knowledge, which is the most important and the most priceless item in the world, was given to me free. And therefore, I feel that I have to give the gospel out free. It was given to me free, and I give it to you free of charge. Uh, we don't charge anything. Uh, give. Uh, we give, and uh, we receive from the Lord. Whatsoever a man gives, that also shall he receive. Whatsoever a man sows, that also shall he receive. If you sow abundantly, you will reap abundantly. If you sow sparingly, you will get a meager portion. All right, uh, I have a strong message today from the Lord. We've got music and letters, uh, but right now let's pray. Father God, we thank and praise your holy name for eternal life, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that when I prayed to you that you should bring devastation onto this earth because you promised that you'd do it, and it's been a long time of coming, Father God, and I see the devastation happening everywhere on the face of this earth, it shows me, Lord, that you're still on the throne. And I thank God that these uh, people that are newscasters that they've stopped saying that it's mother nature because uh you're not a mother this is uh this is god doing this you claim that you're doing it people that uh say that uh, it's mother nature they're the mothers not uh, you praise the lord now uh father i pray that uh, you will even do more devastation because you know what the mind is of the people in the world and that they're starting to judge this, your saints when in fact uh, you have uh, in your word you tell us do ye not know that the saints we shall judge the world and if the world shall be judged by us uh, we, we must be able to judge all these, uh, smallest matters in the church and the largest ones as well, because we use your judgment, your word to judge. And, uh, I know that you want the people of the world, those that are not even born yet, they're not born of the spirit. You want them to shut their mouths, to not speak or to judge uh, your people. Uh, they call us cults, but in reality, Father, they're the cults. They're the dead ones. And in, uh, keep pouring it out on them, your wrath out on them, Lord, until they know not to talk out against the living God and his people. We who will judge the entire world, and we even are going to judge angels. So, Father God, I thank and praise you for that. Now, I pray that people will begin receiving your judgment. That means that they're going to have to start uh, start receiving your word. Now, the things that I preach are in, they're biblical. They are right from your throne. These are things that you have decreed that are legal in uh, the, your eyes. They're biblical. 
And therefore, I pray, Lord, that people will receive what you say rather than the world cult, uh, the Satan's cult, Satan's government, and Satan's news media. Lord, I will not back down. Reverend Hagee and uh, Rod Parsley, uh, they connected themselves politically because they wanted to show themselves that they're big uh, men in the eyes of uh, the people. But Lord, you want us to be uh, favored by you, not people. Uh, you have told us to cease ye from people, from man. For how lightly is he to be accounted of? Uh, cease ye from man in whose nose is one meager breath. And you're able to put that out just like a little puff of wind can put out a pilot light in a water heater. So, Lord, uh, anoint, let uh, the actual truth, and you are the truth, uh, come forth from your word that souls may be saved and the church strengthened, which I'm saying the church is not the Buddhists, it's not the Muslims. Uh, if they die Muslims or Buddhists or Catholics uh, giving allegiance to the Pope and to Satan, they shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Lord, you never called us to be diplomatic. You called us to preach your word, the truth. And everyone has something to say about everything because everybody has been made to believe by the devil that they know something. But they don't know anything. In the eighth chapter of First Corinthians, you say that anyone that thinks that they know something, they know nothing. And Paul stated that he knows nothing save Christ and him crucified, and that's all that we need to know. We need to know Christ, and Christ is the whole word of God. And we need to know that the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. And therefore, let the whole world shut their faces, Father God, in Jesus' name. Shut Satan's face, shut uh, his uh, whole regime down, bind him, and close every door to him, and Lord, open every door for us. Send in finances as never before, because we want to get your word out, Lord, more and more every day, That because we know you're coming back very soon. And all these signs that are happening in the heavens and in the earth right now, are t uh, told to by told to us by you that these are the things that would be happening just before the end of time. All of them are mentioned uh, in the book of uh, Matthew, chapter twenty-four. So, Father, I urge everyone to read that in the mighty name. Lord, bless this program in Jesus' name, and everyone says, "Amen." Amen. All right. So, uh, here's a. Uh, a record that's number one on our hit parade over here. It's called, it's my, me singing, and it's called Mr. DJ. Mr. DJ, would you please play that old rugged cross? You know, it saved me, and it gave me the hope I thought I'd lost. I was a doubter, a down and outer, 
drunk and her heat in L.A. And the radio station brought me salvation with a song my mama used to play. Mr. DJ, would you please play that old rugged cross? You know it saved me and it gave me the hope I thought I'd lost. I heard Jesus was no stranger to the beggar on the street. He gave them more than gold and silver. He gave them something to believe. Mr. DJ, would you please play that old rugged cross? You know it saved me and it gave me I'm still a hobo And I still go Where those four winds carry me But I'm not worried Cause I know he is walking right along with me Mr. DJ, would you please play that old rugged cross You know it saved me and it gave me the hope I thought I'd lost Mr. DJ, would you please play that old You know it saved me And it gave me The hope The hope I thought God Mr. DJ Would you please play That old Rugged Cross You know it saved me Praise the Lord Yes Let's get right to it here uh, chapter 8 of 1 Corinthians states, Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Right here he's saying we have worldly knowledge. And the worldly knowledge really is okay, you know, to sort it, to get going. Uh, and, but uh, uh, only spiritual knowledge really is the important thing. He says, so we all know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up. Uh, that means that it, knowledge, worldly knowledge, doesn't do anything but make yourself think that you're somebody that you're not. That you're really somebody. And that's what he says. But knowledge puffeth up. But charity... In other words, love, charity, which really is the keeping of God's commandments, uh, edifies people. And it tells them that um, the things that are right and the things that are wrong. That's what we do here, is I tell people what the right thing is, according to God, of course, not your phony uh 
knowledge that you receive in schools, uh, public schools and universities, and universities that you um, go to, you pay money to go to, that's puffed up knowledge. But charity, keeping God's commandments, uh, which is love, edifies. It edifies people. Verse 2. And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing. If you think you know anything, you know nothing. Yet as he ought to know. You don't know anything that you really need to know. I see these people running for president and they're just cutting each other's throats and they're um, uh, these two silly evangelists, uh, Rod Parsley and um, this other person, Hagee, uh, said, we're big stuff, but we know people running for president. (laughs) You don't know anything, man. Because you're apologizing to the Catholics and you're apologizing to the Muslims. The Vatican is the one that's causing every abomination on the face of this earth and I refuse, even at gunpoint, even if I had to go to a firing squad, I will not apologize to Satan. And I will not sit down with Satan to try to make some kind of a treaty like the Jews are in Israel. You can't make deals with the devil. The devil uh, and his people, the Muslims and the Arabs, want to run you folks into the sea. And we know that that's not going to happen because God shortly, all the nations of the world are against you Jews out there. My kinsmen. And uh, they uh, want to run you into the sea. But God is going to show that he's more powerful than all the nation's armies put together. So uh, you can uh, be assured that if you accept the Lord Jesus, the sooner you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, the sooner your suffering will be over. Well, he says that you were going to suffer persecution. Yes, we will, but you're suffering it now anyway. But if we suffer persecution for Christ, there's a consolation involved with it. In other words, we have the kingdom of heaven and God will fight for you. And God is going to fight for you, Israelis, because he loves you. You're the only nation in the world that came out of a dead woman's womb in a dead man's loins. You were brought up from dead, uh, a dead man and woman. You are a nation risen from the dead. You're a supernatural people. And you have to realize that all this was written in the word of God. And the word of God states that you would uh, turn your back on God and that God would send you into different uh, Nations scatter you all over the world. But just before Jesus comes back to earth again, the Messiah comes back to take rulership of the world uh, again and that he uh, will uh, destroy all the people that are wicked. That's happening right now, folks. It's all this is the beginning of sorrows which you see in the world today. This is not the end of it. This is just the beginning. 
this is just the beginning. The big uh, arsenal is uh, coming, and it's coming soon. The things that you see happening on Earth are going to be more and more. It's never going to be like the old days when people used to believe in the Lord. And so rest assured that um, there isn't much time left. And if you want the Lord to fight for you, if you read the Old Testament, you'll see how many times the Lord has fought for Israel because they're his supernatural, raised-from-the-dead people. But many of them don't believe. So all Israel is not Israel. Just because you're a Jew doesn't mean that you're a supernatural. I've heard Jews tell me, why did God choose us for it to suffer? Yes, if you don't do what he tells you, you will suffer. So it's obvious that you don't do what he said. Uh, he let the whole bunch of you die out in the wilderness, all you other old timers. And then he, um, when he got to uh, the place we call Israel now, there was none of them left except two, Joshua and Caleb, and then all the young people. And the young people saw God execute judgment on his chosen people. And so what do you think he's going to do to you Gentiles that you're calling people of the Lord and saying we're cults? You're the stinking cult. You are believers in Muhammad. You believed in the Pope. You believe in Satan. And you are soon going to pay for it unless you repent. So I'm saying repent or perish. That's what the word of God says. So, um, and if any man think that he knows anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. Verse 3, but if any man love God, the same is known of God. Well, it says known of him, uh, and it means God. So God knows you uh, if you know him. If you know him, he knows you, and he protects you, and he gives you all the blessings mentioned in the book of Deuteronomy. And I mentioned a few of them the other day. Uh, he has to, he, then if you, he knows you, he, you are a people unto himself, as he has, God has sworn unto you. If if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, not your ways, or the Pope's ways, or this Obama, Obama, or uh, Clinton's, or any of these people that are just puffed up with their own knowledge, or Haggy, or Rod Parsley, well, he's our pastor, and all this. And well, you better tell him to listen to my program so that he can be schooled as what to say and what not to say. Because I say what the Lord says, and he doesn't. Neither one of them do. They say a few things. That makes them a good counterfeit to a lot of people. A lot of people believe in counterfeit money and counterfeit people. Verse 10, And all people of the earth 
shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord. That is, if, if you walk in all his ways. If you keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in all of his ways. They shall, people in the whole world will be afraid of you. And people are afraid of me. And it's good that you are because I am of the Lord. Some of you think that you're bothering me by things that you say you don't bother me a bit. But I'm praying to God that God will save your soul. And if you don't receive the salvation from him, you're going to be very sad, very sorry. And I'm praying that God will reprove you and rebuke you soon. And now before I go, let's see, this is, um, he, uh, it's, uh, if a man thinks that he knows something, uh, he doesn't, uh, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. But if uh, any man love God, the same is known of God. Verse 4, as concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol, in other words, if you idolize a man or a woman, or you idolize a car, an automobile, if you idolize uh, any, any of these people that are running for present, they're nothings. An idol is nothing in the world. And that there is none other God but one. Okay, now I'm going to leave the reading of these scriptures for a while. And we're going to read some letters. Have you got letters today? Yes. As if I didn't know. All right, where's the first one from? From Alberta, Canada. Alberta, okay. Let's hear what they have to say. I am extremely moved by your ministries, and I visit your website often. However, this is just not enough for me. I need to be out of this corrupt world and inside the safe havens of your church. I have thought several times of just packing up and driving down to Arkansas. I feel as though God is telling me to follow with you and that that is where I need to be in the world. I am 23 years old, and I am afraid of drifting away from God at such a young age. There are so many satanic things around me, as well as not being able to find a man to share God with. I am hoping for your blessing in coming to you. God bless you in your righteous ways. Sincerely, Svetlana from Alberta, Canada. Okay, if the Lord is telling you to move down to one of our churches, well then do it quickly. Uh, like uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus said, whatsoever he tells you to do, do quickly. Then because this is God talking to you. All right, do you have any more? Yes. So then what? From Elyria, Ohio. See, there's people that have moved out. There's two or three of them that left uh, a few days ago. And God just sends in more people that are really of the Lord. He sends them in. He just feels that we never suffer loss, ever. Go ahead. Because the people that leave are nothing anyway. Then what? 
This is, it says, to whom it may concern, my name is Ashley, I am 17, I will be 18 in July, and I'm interested in how I'd go about becoming a member of Tony Lamo's church. I cur- well, when uh, July comes, you'll be 18 years old, and you'll be able to move in, but if you'd like to move in sooner, you have to have a parent's permission slip. But uh, July is coming up pretty soon, just a couple months from now. Okay, then what? I currently live in Ohio, but I'm willing to relocate if necessary. Please give me any information available. With love, Ashley Brown from Elyria, Ohio. All right, praise the Lord. We'll just come on down. Then what else? Then this is from Odessa, Texas. All right. I would love more information on how I can join your church. I feel led to do so. Thank you. From Era from Odessa, Texas. All right, so just uh, somebody get a hold of those people in the office and uh, just tell them that they're welcome. As long as they keep the rules at the church, and we have rules, just like even you go to McDonald's, say, hey, you can see everything is regimented, they've been trained, they have rules, they have regulations. If you go to a big department store like iMagnum or Neiman Marcus or places like that that I've had my clothing in, uh, there's regimentation. You can tell that if there's uh, people are really on the ball, that they have a strong leader in there, somebody that rules with an iron fist. You see that the government, uh, the satanic government, is uh, run with an iron fist. I mean, they wrong, but people really obey them because they're idol worshippers. Uh, okay, do you have anything else? Yes, from Nigeria, Africa. Okay. Hello, Pastor Lamo. I want to use this medium to thank you for your kind gesture. I received the literature, Bible, and Messiah book in good health. The literature has been faithfully distributed in my local church and within the Mina metropolis. In fact, the literature has convinced me that there is a God that rules the universe. This is absolutely true. Then what? Thank you for adding value to my life. Sir, I will be ready to receive more spiritual materials that will strengthen my faith and enable me to preach the gospel. Finally, the good Lord will continue to inspire you. Thanks in anticipation. Signed, Oladapo Joshua from Mina, Niger State, Nigeria, Africa. Oh, people are moving in at all time. Now there's another person who was in the church who wants to come back. Read that one. Okay, from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Pastor Tony Lamo, may I please move back into the church? I have wasted almost four years in the world, and God has been really dealing with me. I am a sinner, and I have regretted living out in the world. Satan is a real trickster and tricked me into thinking the world was a great place, but it made me miserable. God has showed me that I am going to hell, and that really scares me. I want to make it to heaven, but Satan wants me to go to hell. I hope you will say yes to this letter, and God bless you. Sir, I believe that you are God's prophet, and I don't doubt it for a second. I was a fool for straying from God's people, and I will never make that horrible mistake again. Satan almost made me believe that you were not God's prophet. He had me fooled, but not anymore. I hope that you are in good health, and thank God for helping me see the light. Sincerely, Philip Avila from Fort Smith, Arkansas. All right, Philip, come on back. Anything else? Um, Then there's one from Glasgow, Scotland. Dear Ministry, you have a great website, a really Protestant website, and I wish to request one copy of an English Holy Bible. God be with you. Mary from Glasgow, Scotland. All right. Is that it? Yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, we'll go back to chapter 8. 
of 1 Corinthians. Uh, all right, and we're, I think it's verse 5, right? Yes. For though there be that are called gods, this is with a small g, whether in, see, there's only one God, but there's a lot of uh, people that believe in fictitious, a fictitious God, and there are thousands of fictitious gods. For though there be that are called little gods, whether in heaven or earth, the, uh, you know, people say that uh, these different prophets are in heaven of these false religions, whether in heaven or in uh, earth, as there be gods many and lords many. Oh, there's all kinds of bosses, lots of bosoms. Verse 6, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things. In other words, the one that created all things, and we in him and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things. In other words, again, the Bible is saying that he created all things. Why? Because he's the word of God. And when God sends his word, which is Jesus Christ, he says, let there be light. And Christ, the word, immediately produced light. That's just how easy it is with God. You folks out there underestimate God. When God came down to me in the office in Beverly Hills, uh, this attorney wanted me to come in. He wanted to be part. He had invested some money in the Beatles, and he wanted to invest in one of the people that I was uh, promoting. And so he wanted us to come down, and my attorney begged me to go down. I didn't want to uh, let anybody invest in my product because I wanted everybody in the world to know that I was the smartest, the best promo man, and I could do anything. Everybody needed me if they wanted their uh, business to succeed. And so I was really puffed up because I had that kind of knowledge, but as this chapter says, knowledge puffs up. Well, I didn't believe in God the Father or Jesus Christ the Son, by whom are all things. But when uh, he told me to stand up on your feet, he closed my ears off and and tell the people in this room about the Lord Jesus Christ so that he's coming back to earth again, or thou shalt surely die. And I thought, what is this? I was looking all over the room to see if somebody had some kind of a machine that was capable of turning my ears off and then talking right through my body like I was a speaker or something. And um, so I thought, you know, I looked around and everybody still looked normal. I couldn't see any trace of anyone in the room being able to or being capable of doing such a thing to me. And um, so I figured I'm going crazy. But the Lord had to do something really supernatural to me because it would be very hard for me to have stood 
as long as I have, with all the flack that I've been getting from Satan, if I hadn't had these very powerful supernatural experiences. So I just thought it is uh, Christianity is so bogus, it's so stupid. But here, here this voice is telling me to stand up and tell because all the Christian people that call themselves Christians were as phony as a forty-five and a half dollar bill. They all were. And even one man, I was in the record industry there, and I was putting together oldie but goodie albums, and I had them, I was selling a lot, I was making a lot of money. And I wanted to get put out a country western album with 20 hits on it. And um, no CDs back then, it was just uh, kind of almost impossible to put 20 records on one LP, a uh, vinyl record. So I called this radio station man up and I said, look, you people play country western music. Uh, I want you to gather together 20 smash country hits for me and I'll give you 25% of the album after I promote it. So the guy says, okay. So I went down there and the man lied to me. He says, no, I don't want to do it. I just wanted to witness to you about the Lord. I said, do you think that you could ever win anybody to the Lord by lying to them? I said, you're not a Christian. You're a liar. No liar shall enter the kingdom of heaven. I, I knew that before uh, I ever even knew the Lord. I mean, I'd heard that. No liar shall enter the kingdom of God. So I just, and I walked out on the guy. So the phonies, balonies all over the world. But then in this room, here comes this powerful spirit. I, I said, I gotta get out of here. So I, I tried to get up and this power came down on me again. And this time the power of the knowledge of the Almighty God was there. And I knew that he could, if he just said one word, it would come to pass. Uh, make life on some other planet. Of course, he's never done that before. There's no life on any other planet. And so, when it says in the Word of God, a lot of people just read by this real fast. Uh, and one Lord, and one boss, in other words, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things. And we were made by him as well. He's the Word of God. There isn't anything that's in the universe that was not created by Christ, the Word of God. So you may doubt that, but I pray, Father God, that you'll pour out your spirit on other people in this world like you did me and make them know for sure. When his spirit came down on me, I knew he knew every fiber of everything on every planet, every star. He, I don't doubt that he has ever called them by name. He knows exactly where they're at, exactly when they're going to be extinguished. He knows exactly every hair on everybody's head, on the, every hair on every dog's uh, hide, and every uh, everything. He knows everything. There isn't anything that he doesn't know. And uh, you have some uh, knowledge that you got from some books. And there are maybe hundreds of millions of people that know the same kind of knowledge that you do, but it's nothing. Uh, this word tells us that it's nothing. So all things were made for him and by him. 
What do you mean for him? He must be a really you know, self-centered God. Yeah, he sure is. And what are you going to do about it? You're going to put your dupes up, say, come on, let's go to Front Street, God. I'm going to punch you in the nose. No, you're not going to do that. You're just a little hunk of clay that's got one breath in you. And you better listen to what the Lord says because he's going to destroy you idiots out there if you don't repent. I want you to know that, and the Lord wants me to tell you that. Verse 7, how be it there is uh, not in every man that knowledge. Well, not in every man, hardly anybody has that knowledge that Christ is the boss of everything and that he created everything. It just isn't there. For some with uh, conscience of the idol unto this hour. So I'll say that again. Howbeit there is not in every man that knowledge. For some with uh, conscience of the idol, they've been told uh, or they have in their heart that this man or woman or movie or movie star or singer or basketball, football, baseball player, uh, that these are, uh, they're gods. Of course they're gods. Or that uh, some movie star, something, they're idols. Okay, so for some, with conscience of idol unto this hour, eat it as a thing offered unto an idol. And their conscience, being weak, is defiled. So when you believe that something else in this world is your idol, you hear people say, that's my idol. You have a very weak conscience, and your conscience is defiled because the Lord who created you doesn't appreciate that. A lot of people are being taught, you know, they have children, and they expect these children to worship them. And when the child doesn't, there was those two brothers that killed their mother and dad with shotguns over Beverly Hills. What kind of kids are that? This is their mother and dad. What kind of people are you out in the world that this is God that created you out of the dust of the ground, blew his breath in you, and told you how to get into the kingdom of heaven and died on the cross for you and shed his precious blood so that your sins could be forgiven so that you could be accepted into heaven and you're running after a snake and basketball player, a football player, a baseball player, a boxer, a wrestler, Oh, this is my life. Oh, this is my life. You're conscious. You're weak. And your weak conscience, you have uh, this conscience of yours tells you, you must worship this idol. So therefore, your conscience is, um, you're defiled. You know what defiled means? It means that you're corrupt. Do you ever see a piece of metal that is eaten through because of corruption? That's what you are. And uh, you can't go to heaven with uh, worshiping some other idol or even 
paying attention to them, really. And all these different people running for president, there isn't one of them that's a, uh, uh, that knows anything. They know nothing. They're not intelligent. They have hundreds of millions of dollars behind them. And they have the media talking about them all the time. And pretty soon, you get caught up in that hype. And it's nothing but a hype. This guy that's 72 years old, whatever his name is, I don't even pay enough attention to him to even uh, know his name. Uh, the guy's sick in his head. This Obama, uh, he tell you anything to get into office, like he's his own pastor. You know, there isn't anybody that's been in my church for 20 years that I don't know all about them and that they don't know all about me. They know I'm anti-Satan's cult, the uh, Vatican. Everybody knows that. And so he knows Obama is because he's in this Muslim cult that calls himself a Christian church. And they are saying that Farrakhan is the greatest voice in the world. No, he's not. The man is an idiot. And his books all say that he want, they want to kill all white people because they're of the devil. No, uh, uh, you know, Farrakhan, you're of the devil, and so are you, Obama. You're crazy. And if you think that you're making me believe that you don't know what that pastor's doctrine is, when you were so close to him that he married you and your wife and uh, baptized your children and probably yourselves, and that uh, you are renouncing, he said you're just telling folks what you have to tell them in order to become president of the United States. So Farrakhan's flag, the Muslim flag, could be flying over the White House. You're, uh, a, a, you've spent millions of dollars to become an idol to a bunch of people, but one thing, no, that I don't buy your garbage, and I don't buy Clinton's garbage, because you're all phonies up there making speeches, telling people, you don't know how to run a government. I know how to run government because I run government the way that the Lord says, and we're prosperous. We're not in debt over here. We're not down the tubes like this country is. Uh, we give to different nations, but only not the nations, but the people in the nations that have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and absolutely renounce every other, uh, every false religion. We're not religionists, we're salvationists. Because you must be saved, you must be born again in the Spirit. Saved from what? Uh, saved from hell and the lake of fire. That's what you'd be saved from if you accept the Lord. Verse 8. Uh, but meat commendeth us not... Uh, to God. In other words, some people are eating different foods unto idols, but no matter what food that has been endorsed by God as food, there's uh, no kind of food that you could eat that would commend you to God, that God would say, oh, you're a good guy because you're eating spinach, or uh, you're a good boy or girl because you're eating uh, Chicken, skinless and boneless chicken. 
and you're a good boy or a good that does God doesn't care anything about uh, food uh, that much of what you eat. You can eat salads. Some people say if you don't eat salads, you're of the devil. Some people say, well, you're going to eat just uh, chicken and fish. Some people say they're going to eat steak. The Lord says it doesn't matter to him what you eat. That is considered food. There are a lot of things in the Bible that the Lord said is not food. And he said they're an abomination to you that make you, uh, that cause you to die young. Like you're not supposed to eat pork. But uh, you can do that. And it doesn't say that you go to hell for it, but it does say that you'll be sick and die young. Uh, there's tobacco. You're not supposed to smoke it. The Lord told me he didn't make the human body to uh, with any kind of device in it to be able to receive smoke and for you to still live. But meat commendeth us not to God, no matter what we eat. Uh, it's not going to please God, for neither if we eat are uh, we the uh, better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. Because the kingdom of heaven is not food and drink. It's the power of God and receiving the word. Verse 9, but take heed lest by any means, any means, this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. For, uh, verse 10, for if any man see the uh, you which uh, has knowledge of God, God's knowledge, said it meet in the idol's temple, Shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? I remember one time Sue and I were in a restaurant that serves booze, liquor, and some people were looking at us real narrowly because they thought we had liquor, I guess. And we were on television for 10 years, the United States. And um, so we got up and I had to go back in to lay a tip down there. And I could see that some of them came over to the table and they were sniffing our glasses. <laughs> so if there would have been any alcoholic beverage in there, such as wine, which the Lord said, uh, you know, at different uh, occasions, you can have a little sip of wine or you drink a little bit of wine. That doesn't... But if, it, if, if this would cause you to fall away from the Lord uh, or not follow what I'm telling you, the Lord says, as for if any man see the, uh, the which has knowledge that you know the Lord, you know all about God, sit at meat in the idol's temple. Shall not the conscience of this weak person, which is weak, be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? Yes, they will, because they're weaklings. Verse 11, and uh, 
like you go to a Chinese restaurant, and in front of the restaurant is this big Buddha sitting there. And some people say, oh, God, he's going into that restaurant where that Buddha is to eat Chinese food. And they think that you're in there uh, blessing it and uh, uh, eating it as untitled. No, I'm just in there eating Chinese food if I go in there. I don't like a lot of Chinese food. Uh, they say that uh, Chinese people don't have any pets. You get that? <laughs> that means they use up their dogs and cats in the food. All right. No offense to it. That's just a joke, Chinese people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but they clean up an alley real fast. You know, these stray dogs, you better watch out. So uh, these things which are offered to idols. I won't eat any dog because the Lord said that's not food or cat either. Verse 11. And through your knowledge shall the weak brother perish. In other words, we know that we can eat these different things, but a weak person will watch you do those things, and they'll fall away from the Lord. So, um, for whom Christ died, Christ died for these people, so don't send people to hell. If you know that they think that that's evil, don't eat it. Now you say, well, that's being phony because you want to eat it. Well, <laughs> I'm going by the word of God here. You're going by your own weak mind, and uh, I go by the word. Okay, now verse 12. But when you sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. So you have to be watchful. you got to watch. The Lord says, watch. He has watchmen on the wall, and you have to watch what you're doing. You can't just do whatever you want to do if you want to go to heaven. Because if you're sinning against Christ, well, then you're uh, really sinning bad because you don't want to sin against Christ. Verse 13. Wherefore, if meat make uh, my brother to offend... In other words, if they get offended at what I'm eating, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, because I have control over my flesh. I see somebody that would fall, I will not eat that. Lest I make my brother to offend. Now, a lot of people say, you offend me by what you're saying. Well, then you're offended at God, because what I'm saying is what God says. And you dasn't do that. You dasn't be uh, offended with God. God is offended at you for being offended at his word. Now, whatever his word says is okay, and whatever his word says is not okay, that's what we must go by in order to, to enter the kingdom of heaven. If you try any other way, there is no other way. Jesus is the only way. Well, uh, that winds up chapter 8.
and it also winds up this broadcast. It's time for us to pray. So I'm going to mark where I left off. We're finished with chapter 8. Now we'll be going into chapter 9 on the next program. All right, uh, so if you want to be a part of Christ, if you want to be a part of God, if you want to be those that will judge all things, will judge the world, we're going to be sitting right there in the seat of judgment with the Lord and judge you. And so if you say, well, I'll do it later, well, then (laughs) you're denying the Lord. And you don't defend God, remember. So say this prayer. Say to him, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, you hear everything. You know everything. You know I'm calling unto you, and therefore I know that uh, you've heard me. I know that you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just praise and thank the Lord. Give him all the glory. And uh, Sharon, uh, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, CD or an audio tape. This program is number 674. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in again tomorrow for another straight and narrow instruction from Almighty God's Word how to get into the kingdom of heaven. It's narrow and it's straight, and we have to actually squeeze in to get into heaven. And here's another song. It's on our hit parade over here. It's myself singing a song that Frank Sinatra and Nancy Sinatra gave to me through Billy Strange. Sunday School to Broadway. Well, she used to stand Clap her hands and sing amazing grace While the tears of childhood innocence Were rolling down her face Mama prayed at night and raised her right And thought she knew the way But it's a long, long way from Sunday school To where she is today It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner's song, it's hard to 
the evening spent in a gospel tent down on her bended knees. There she gave her soul to Jesus, and he set her spirit free. But the cold night air out on Times Square ain't what she fell back home. And it's a long, long way from Sunday school to New York nights alone. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner song, it's hard to find your way back home. Cause it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Then her eyes grew bright in the cool dark night and a halo framed her face. And a passerby swore he heard her cry Did he hear amazing grace? They couldn't see the man who took her hand As she lay there in the street And it's a long, long way from Broadway To a place at the master's feet It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway She's a long way from the girl she used to be When you sing a sinner's song It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner song, it's hard to find your way back home. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. It's a long, long way from Sunday school.